Welcome to Afternoon Delight. Real people, real stories, a local podcast for local artists. We're Afternoon Delight Destroyers. Yeah, we love to destroy Afternoon Delight every Saturday and Sunday with me, Jory Delight. How are you all doing? Oh, it's been such a lovely weekend. Eva Crystal Tips was absolutely exceptional. And the next guest I've got is going to be wild, by the way. You're not all ready for this. This was one of those kind of like cosmic things that just naturally happened. My friend Mandy Rayner um, does a show on YouTube and a podcast called The Mandy Show. Mandy came on the episode of Afternoon like the second episode in season one, discussing sex work, borderline personality disorder and working for the BBC. And, you know, in those last sort of like six months, I would say, Mandy and I became really close. She's actually in my kind of circle of core friends that I regularly chat to or see. And... She had on this guest for her show, and I watched it, and I absolutely fell in love with him and needed to ask him if he would do Afternoon Delight because he um, had shared, after I followed him on Instagram, one of his songs. And his song, oh my God, I can't even begin to describe how much that is my music style and taste. You all need to listen to it. And obviously, um, he's going to discuss it in that episode and you'll all realise what the song's called. And, oh, honestly, it just... I was blown away because such a wholesome guy, um, you know, reality TV star and musician, but just so wholesome and really nice. And it's such a privilege to share this episode. Um, thank you, Mandy, for putting us in touch. I recently appeared on the Mandy show at the weekend, and it's going to be out during the week, so please do check that out on YouTube. But without further ado, let's give it up for the slag of Scotland and Slag Wars contestant, Cunt Kevin. Welcome back to Afternoon Delight, everyone. As Kat Slater once infamously said, I didn't become a little bit of a slag. I became a total slag, which is very <laughs> fitting for the guests we have. We've got reality yep. R and slag of Aberdeen. I love him so much. Cunt Kevin. That's me. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? How's your day been? Uh, my day's been fine. I was at work all day, but um, I'm home now, so yeah, I'm good. Oh, that's amazing. We're so lucky to have you doing this afternoon delight. I can imagine that right now you're very busy, so thank you for taking this time to um, let me interview you. It's so great. Oh, it's not a problem. Yeah. Brilliant. Amazing. So if you wouldn't mind, could you introduce yourself to my listeners? That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, so my name is Kevin, um, I'm 25, I'm going to be 26, and I'm from Aberdeen, and I work in a supermarket, and I was on Slack Force, <laughs> yeah. the reality show. <laughs> you're absolutely incredible, and you're also a musician in the making. Quebec, yes, I do music. Exactly. <laughs> More is, you're like, oh, yeah, and I do this, and I do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do the music, I do OnlyFans, I do it all. <laughs> I love that, actually. <laughs> We're pro-sex work on this podcast. We've had Mandy on as a yeah. guest, so I'm always looking to be inclusive and get sex workers and people that do OnlyFans on the uh, show, so that's absolutely great. Yeah. So get it. Get it, girl. So you um, <laughs> live in Aberdeen. So Yep, I live in Aberdeen, the fun Aberdeen, not. The party city. <laughs> <laughs> not. So... Before you win, we'll talk briefly about Slag Wars and then we'll get into mm -hmm. music and we'll get into sort of OnlyFans and how it's been during the pandemic for you to do online content. But before we do that, mm -hmm. you need to know what was, where did you grow up and did you grow up in Aberdeen? What was your life like before you got on Slag Wars? So yeah, I've, I've, um, sorry. So yeah, I grew up in Aberdeen. I've been in Aberdeen my whole life. Um, it's, I'm pretty bored of it now. And um, yeah, I'm still in Aberdeen now, but I'll be definitely moving as soon as I can when I've got enough money. <laughs> and what's it like being, you know, I, I don't obviously know your story that well as much as I've seen Slag Wars and watched it and I've listened to your music. Mm -hmm. which is I don't know your story. So what was it like growing up gay in Aberdeen? So yeah, um, growing up gay in Aberdeen, it's just like, I mean, all my friends were girls at school. Everyone kind of knew I was gay. Um, yeah, I used to get slagged and bullied at school, but 
I, that's never really bothered me. It still doesn't bother me if people say anything. I'm just like, fuck off, because I know I'm the shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't think I'm the shit, but um, I like myself, so... And I think it's good to like yourself, so... But yeah, um, it's a pity. There's no, there's no, like, gay scene. There's not... I mean, yeah, there is gay people, but it's not like, oh, like say like first say Glasgow like oh everyone's going to Polo like blah blah do you know what I mean like London they've all got their gay spots but Aberdeen there's none of that so it's funny because I years ago and we were talking a while ago so I'm 26 right I know that I look about 18 in drag that's the vibe I go for but I <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> like I'm living my like heartbroken t2 fantasy like I'm here for it yeah <laughs> it's working Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. You saying that? That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be careful. I'm in drag, but I'm flirting. So, <laughs> when it comes to Aberdeen, like, right? Years ago, I would have been like 18, just turned 18, a wee baba, right? And my friend was studying Aberdeen University, and I came up, yeah. saw her, and we went to the infamous Cheers nightclub. Have you ever been? There? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only been there maybe a few times, um, but yeah, it's not really my vibe. Uh, no offense, but yeah, it's not really like it isn't just like it's not like do you know what I mean? Well, like you're you're from Glasgow, aren't you? Yeah, from Edinburgh, but I, I used oh, to be in Glasgow as well, so I know. What yeah, you're... so like you go to Poland, you're like, oh, this is ace. This is just like a vibe. But then you go to Cheers, it's like womp womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm sorry, it is. It's... I don't even think it's open in the gang now. I don't think it is. Is it not? Well, when... I don't think so. Which is even like sadder because like. Um, although, like, I'm not really a fan of Cheers, it's still, like, a gay bar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's, like, nothing. I think so, anyway. You're so right, because this is the thing. When we went, she had said to me, now, listen, because me and her used to go CCs and Planet and, and the street all the time in Edinburgh, right? And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, it is a gay club, but it's not probably what you'd expect. And I was like, all right, okay. Yeah. And, and I think it was a bit like Mean Girls, you know, the different table situation. Yeah. And then it was like, right, the girls on the night with her, like, Hindu. They <laughs> yeah. have basically just came out and don't know what they're doing and leave because they want to go to like a better bar. And you've got the old guys at the bar drinking that didn't want to be there, but they're gay. And then you had random yeah. students that didn't know where they were that went, is this a gay bar or is this just a normal everyday club? Literally, yeah. And that's what that's what's shit about it because there's not like, you know, the place to go as a gay male or a, and a non-binary or lesbian, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're so right. And it was funny because I remember we went and someone tried to swipe her handbag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a shame. Now, I didn't obviously say, oh, well, you know, everyone gets their handbag swiped in chairs. No. What I mean is <laughs> when we went, it wasn't going well. And then on top of that, we turned around and her hand, one's got their hand in it. And we were like, and she goes, what are you doing? The woman goes, oh, I thought it was mine. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, sure. Whatever. It was just, There's the door. Exactly. And she was like, I don't think so. So we left away at McDonald's. And I mean, that's just a vibe, isn't it? McDonald's after our club. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, definitely. And then we went to um, her halls and stayed and slept. And then I went home and I just thought to myself, well, at least I can say I've experienced this now. <laughs> like, yeah, at least you can. I mean, yeah, even like the the straight bars, you know what I mean? They're like, it's not really, like, everything's just boring. I'm sick of it. That's basically the end of that story. <laughs> I just need to get away now. And were your, like, family quite accepting? Have you had quite an easy time with a sort of being part of the queer community? Because I was quite lucky that I had a mum who was really supportive. I came from a single parent family because my dad died, but she was very accepting. Mm-hmm. In fact, she was actually pushing me into it, saying, well, this is where to go on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Where to go on a Friday. So were you quite lucky? with <laughs> sweet. Supportive? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, my family's behind me 100% of everything that I've done and who I am as a person. So that's really good. I'm lucky in that way. That's absolutely amazing. So let's... I still stay with my mum. She's my best mate. Oh, is she? Oh, that's... Yeah. Me and my mum, it's kind of like a weird dynamic. It's kind of like, you know, those friends that want to go for wine but don't want to see each other all the time because they annoy each other. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, get a wee... Before the pandemic, because right now I've not seen her for properly for months, but before the pandemic, like, go see C's, have a wine, like, afternoon, evening, go home or stay out all cl- night clubbing but then I didn't see her for like a month <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, that's cute that's great I'm glad that like they're so supportive that's amazing so yeah it's good people won't know this Kevin obviously listening right but I've obviously coincidentally dressed up looking a bit like a Chavi Rebecca Moore and I'm here for it yeah I'm here for it 
and it's because I'm doing <laughs> the show afterwards, obviously. So you're the first mm-hmm. guest who's actually got me in full geesh, actually, in drag. Like, I feel very privileged. And I'm, I, yeah, well, thank you. And it, the funny thing is, like, <laughs> interviewing you, like, other guests, I think there's been a mystery that everyone listening thinks, oh, Jordy's in drag. And if you go, no, people have seen me out of drag up until now. So, um, <laughs> but they are today. So because I'm dressed for the occasion, I feel like we need to touch on it a little bit. Um, you know, how did you end up getting on Slag Wars? You know, was there an audition process? Did you just get, did you get asked by a producer looking for talent? How did that happen? So um, basically, I've, I've been a fan of Rebecca and Sophie for like forever. I just love them. I think they're hilarious, what they do and, and you know, yeah, I'm just a big fan. So when Rebecca bought um, Daddy Couture, the clothing range with Matthew Camp, um, I commented on her page saying, uh, I would love to model. Like, it just like, just like, you know, like just having like, I, I was like, I doubt that'll happen. Do you know what I mean? But I'm just going to comment anyway. Yeah. And then she followed me. And then she was like, our shoots are normally in London. And I was like, well, I would travel. And she was like, okay, I'll, I'll keep your information. And she followed me. Oh. And then, I know. And then this, I don't know when that was. Um, yeah, well, yeah. So then basically I didn't hear from her. And then COVID came. That was at the start of the year before the lockdown and that. That was in like Jan. That was like before, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Before the lockdown. And then um, she messaged me randomly out the blue saying, you know, I have got something big coming up and I want you to be a part of it. And I was like, okay, yeah. And she was like, Daddy Couture is a way to message you. So Daddy Couture messaged me and the producer phoned me and was like, it's the top secret. Rebecca and Sophie are getting a reality show and they want you to be on it. And I was like, well, I'm coming on it. Yes. And I, I see I'm still laughing now because I couldn't believe I got to do it. <laughs> beautiful. That's like such a natural, lovely thing to happen right now, especially. Yeah. Like, everyone's seeking every fucking opportunity they can get. But here and behold, you're just like, oh, I'd love to model for your stuff. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you're fucking getting asked to be on a reality TV show. That's incredible. I know. It was mad. It is still mad. That's why I'm like smiling now. But like, I just, it was just ace. That's absolutely amazing. So then, you know, what happened then? You obviously got on the show and was it filmed? I don't know where it was filmed. Like, this beautiful flat you were all in, by the way. Let's just say that. Yeah, part. it was amazing. But where um, we- Yeah, it was... Um, so um, I flew to London and then I, they gave me a private taxi. I think it was near Brighton, I think. It was West Sussex, actually, and it was West Sussex. Right. I even, and that's my first time I've been to London, so I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've never been. I'm definitely going, like for like a long weekend or something after the pandemic. I'll see Kane and stuff. Yeah, on the show. Oh, so you and Kane, who was on the show, got quite a good friendship then. Yeah, I'm really close to Kane. I'm really close to Nikki. I'm friends with Gustavo. So yeah, I'm close to those the, that that bunch. We need to talk about Gustavo because see, when I watched that, I was like, I would ride him rotten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really sweet. He's really quite. He's quite quiet. He likes, I think he was really, um, what's the word? Um, what's the word when you, you know, when you've been on a flight and you're tired? I can't remember. Yeah, jet lagged. That's it, yeah. He was really jet lagged and stuff. He quite likes his own space. But yeah, he was eating all the time. <laughs> I love that. Cause that was like, do you know what, though? I watched that, right? And I can get in people's heads because I've done stuff like this with the BBC and stuff. So I know how a lot of stuff works, right? And I was watching, like, He's quite introverted and shy, actually. I can get this vibe. Yeah, he was shy. But when he was on the camera and that, he, he obviously, like, his personality came out. Yeah. So that was good. So, yeah, I love him. And that's why I fancied him, because I was, like, on camera, <laughs> out of the background, but you're mysterious, you're quiet, you're wanting, like, left alone. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, great. So what kind of happened, you know, like, in terms of Slag Wars, it would be great if you could kind of, mm-hmm. like, talk about what were the highlights of you on the show and what were kind of maybe like, I know that it's obviously difficult with television, what you can comment on, but what were the highlights and what were maybe some of the difficult points for you on the show? Um, so the highlights were meeting Rebecca and Sophie, obviously, and Matthew. That was amazing. Uh, get, even getting to do the show is a highlight for me um, and the friends I've made from it as well. And the, the overall experience, like it totally boosted my confidence. Like I've never... I never like not had confidence, but there's like a fine line between like confidence and cocky. Do you know what I mean? So like I've always, I've always been sure of myself. Like I know who I am as a person, but I feel like it gave me like a, like an extra boost as, as, 
a boost of confidence and like for me to go and make OnlyFans and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And um, and what just uh, what was the other question? Sorry. So I was just saying, what were the highlights and what was it sort yeah. of low points? You know, the low points, like maybe it wasn't great about the show. Yeah. So, yeah, they were definitely my highlights, i say. And at the low point, I wouldn't say there's any low point. I think that, like, I wish I had more, like, experience on television or, like, anything like that because I would have shown myself even more on the TV, like, on the Slag Wars. Because I felt like when I was there, I was like, oh, this is quite overwhelming. Like, I actually didn't do the toilet for two days. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally bunged up. I'm not even joking. Um, but, but yeah, um, so I had experience. I would love to do like more TV or anything because I did feel at some points I was like, at near the end, like when you see me in the finale, I was speaking like myself there because I was like, I was like used to it. But like the first ones, I felt like I could have, I felt like I could have like spoke more and I could have like brought more of a story to me, but maybe next time. Yeah, because see, when I watched your episode, right, and obviously you ended up going out, was it technically second? Because the first episode, they didn't end up even eliminating anyone because so we had that fucking ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny because I'm such a sad, right? But one thing, Kevin, about me is that I know a lot of people's zodiacs and I get really interested in this shit, right? And with her and mm-hmm. Rebecca, I remember ages ago, I was like, that Rebecca's a Leo and that Sophie's a Sagittarius. And I was right. I Googled it and they were, right? And when I watched her have her meltdown, like, oh, I don't want to do this. And she stormed it. I went, oh, my God, every Sagittarius friend I've ever had right now in a night out. Like, He's done that. <laughs> yeah. And it was... Do you know my Zodiac sign, then? What, eh? Guess yours. Do you know my one? Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I'm getting a Pisces vibe. Oh, you're right. I'm out. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you're so, like, fun and in your only world and just a wee dreamer. And it's like, Pisces, Pisces. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm 26 on the 3rd of March. <laughs> oh, you're bang on as well. I just turned 26. I'm an Aquarius, so oh, did you? So far I'm like, I will work out everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. So that's... You get brownie points. Oh, thank you. So that's wild. <laughs> In terms of them, right, obviously you ended up going out, I guess, what would be considered second, because the second episode um, was when you left. And did you feel like you were just a little bit maybe overwhelmed because of you... Coming on your story art was kind of, I'm from Aberdeen, there's not a big gay community. Mm. And then you were a sex worker, whereas all of them had sort of yeah. their foot in the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I, th- I, yeah, I would say that because I obviously got eliminated because of the laughing and the spanking challenge, but I couldn't do that seriously. Like, I almost, I like, with so many people watching me and stuff, I was like, and they were like, oh, Kevin's not a dom. I can be, but just not when like 12 people are watching me. <laughs> I, Thank you. See what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, darling, see when I watched that episode, right? I was pure living for this because I was like, yes, fetish photos, yes. Because <laughs> uh, I did a fetish photo shoot literally February 2020, which was me in like BDSM gear and drag. So I was like, oh my God, I'm here for this, watching this, right? Yeah. And for your one, I do understand what you mean that like if that was you in every fucking day life or in your bedroom, I. Yeah, but let's go. Come on then. And when I'll you. Spank you. <laughs> <laughs> And was it not, you had Sam Morris, Morris or Morrison? <laughs> yeah, he was a photographer. And he, by the way, like, I've, let's face it, I've watched a lot of his porn. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't know who he was until I was there, but his photos are amazing. Well, see, I knew him from, obviously, pornography. But then, yeah. we shared his photography work, and I went, oh my God, multi-talented, I'm here for this. Yeah. And... <laughs> And I would have found it fucking terrifying if I was, like, in drag, pure getting these photos taken. Yeah. Up. Oh, he's so beautiful and he's so talented. Oh, how <laughs> and then you've got a fucking... Yeah, he is handsome. And then you've got to spank someone you don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did feel comfortable with Kane, though. I think me and Kane were probably too comfortable because they didn't show, like, obviously, they only cut, you know, a part of the scene in. Um, but it was probably, like, five minutes of me and Kane both laughing. And it was Kane laughing as well. It wasn't just me. But like he um Kane um like halfway through Kane was like, Oh, um well it's a year it's twenty twenty, it's a year of versatility, so come on, Kevin. So then I went down, he was thanking me as well, but you didn't get to see much of it. Yeah, I know. Oh. I'm sad that they didn't show a lot of it, but obviously they have to cut a lot out. This is the thing. I did this documentary BBC last year, right? That two years mm-hmm. ago technically in April. And I was like, we'd filmed four and a half days worth. 
and the door yeah. was 26 minutes. But <laughs> literally... <laughs> That's worse than Slag Wars. Yeah, and I was like, oh, what are they going to use? And then I started getting in my head thinking, I can't remember everything I've said. What if they use stuff that's going to make me look an absolute cunt? <laughs> and then... I, Mm-hmm. There you go. I was just because saying, obviously, when I got it, I went, oh, this is brilliant, this makes sense. But I thought to myself, oh, well, there are things I said that I really wish they'd included, and they didn't. And I thought, oh, but, you know. Yeah. I, I start, like, I, I kept saying to the producers, I feel like I'm not saying enough or doing enough. I, like, I felt like I was just, like, like with a, you know, like when your tail between your legs. But I think it came across okay that I was just myself, and I was just, like, there for fun. So I, only, I went there for fun. I didn't go there to get like famous or anything. Do you know what I mean? The funny thing I've got to say, Harden, I'll be honest, was watching it. You actually came across, and this is no shade to any of the other contestants. You, for me, and this is not because I'm host, I'm interviewing you right now. I actually thought you came across the most authentic because. Oh, that's good then. Very much were just yourself, which was really lovely, and I I got that sort of sense of oh, you're not a sex worker normally, so maybe this is a bit overwhelming and intimidating, but. Yeah, came across really genuine, which then brings. Well, that's good then. Oh, thank. You. Which brings me on to the next point. You know, <laughs> you ended up rapping to them, like which being your in your song that you've done. Uh, so, so yeah, correct. So that's so funny that bit. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually rap more than that, but obviously they cut it off. It looked like it looked like I knew like one line or something. I actually I knew the song anyway because I was gonna do it for the Lecoq Cabaret talent show in episode three. Right. So yeah, I, I I prepared the song for the show Slag Wars. That's why like I sang I, in the song I sing about Matthew Camp, Sophie, Rebecca, and myself. So I was gonna do it on episode three if I got the chance, but obviously I didn't. <laughs> and you know I can see such connections with this. I know that obviously I'm a drag queen. You might be kind of see it yourself, but when you would do the little VT and you would be like, "Hi, this is who I am." I thought very like Drag Race right now. And then obviously when yeah. talent stuff went very late drag race at this point. And then lo and fucking behold, Bag of Chips ended up on one episode. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, there is obviously going to be similar, similar similarities because obviously there isn't another LGBTQ show, is there really, apart from Drag Race? So they're going to compare it to Slag Wars. And if there's another one after, if there's another show coming after Slag Wars, they'll probably compare it to Slag Wars. There's always going to be that. Especially among the gay community and whatever, this is, we're always comparing somebody. You're so right. And so even on drag, even on drag, we're like, oh, that queen's like so and so, this queen's like so and so. But I'll do it. <laughs> You're so right. And in terms of like slag wars, you know, you know, are they considering maybe doing a second season? Would you audition again and try and do what you wish you'd done in season one, or do you have to remain and um, not say anything right now? <laughs> Um, well, so I, I think they've been speaking about it. I don't know if anything's confirmed for anything. I know that on Rebecca's YouTube live, she's been saying that they are pushing to get one. And if they, if they, if, if there was an addition, then yeah, I would, def- I would definitely do it again. If they asked me if I had an addition, I would do it hundred percent. I'm more ready this time. Bring it on. And this, <laughs> and I will say that I will be auditioning. So the 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 race is on. Like you want. <laughs> Yes, I'm watching. Yeah, I'm versatile now. Before the pandemic, I was a bottom, so I've... (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, before before Slag Wars even, you weren't really doing sex work, but after Slag Wars, did you decide to do an OnlyFans account? Did you start getting online content out? You know, if you wouldn't mind sharing stuff like that. Yeah, so, no, I wasn't doing OnlyFans. I made one... I think it was in like 2018, but um, I didn't stick to it or do it. And um, once I was at the, when I was filming Slag Wars, um, like Rebecca and all that were like, do you know what, Kevin, you've got nothing to lose. And if you, if you feel like you can do it, kind of do it. And she kind of like, not mentored, mentored me, but she kind of like guided me and stuff. And then when I came back, I was like, do you know what, I'm just going to do it. So I like just started getting all my content up. And yeah, and continue to do it now. And obviously, with Slag Wars, people would obviously like obviously see me on the show. Then wanted to see what I was going to be doing. So like they joined and stuff. So I'd say that I've got somewhat of a following on it. So it's good. Yeah, and to be honest, like I think that was the right thing to do because then the pandemic obviously was going, and you might have made. Do you obviously, I don't know what it's like for you, but I've spoken to Mandy about this ages ago. What's it been like being sort of on OnlyFans and stuff during a pandemic? Are you managing to get enough content out and making some good money? Or are you just doing it because you want to have some fun? Uh, well, 
I mean, obviously money is a big aspect of it. <laughs> no, no one's going to lie and say it's not money, but I am enjoying it. And I think it's fun. Um, but I don't know, money-wise, yeah. Sorry, I don't know I'm stuttering and stuff. Yeah, sorry. I cleared my debt with what I got and I managed to get my car so far. But obviously, I'm not, I'm not one to brag about stuff like that. But And anything I get now is going to be for my flat. So I'm being like responsible with the money, so... Check you out, a car you really are a ride. Vroom, <laughs> <laughs> vroom. Vroom, vroom. Charlie X song, like, din, 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 din. Yeah. But yeah, no, so, yeah, I have fun doing it. Um, it's just, like, to the point nearly, like, I'm like, what am I going to do next? Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. but yeah, I'm just going to, I'm trying new things. I did latex not long ago. I'll be doing other stuff soon, I'm sure. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Okay, okay, we can get behind this. I've done this too. Yeah, the outfit was sick. It was by Fetish Daddy Gear. I love it. Oh. I'll probably get more latex. I do enjoy. It. I never. When I did the show Slag Wars and we had to do latex, I was like, "Oh God, I don't know about this." And now I'm like, "Yeah, bring on the latex. Let's get it all on." <laughs> you know, I used. To, yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to. And if you've not, you need to come. If I'm DJing again, you should come. And you can stay at mine in the spare room, right? I yeah. It's like night called Delf in Edinburgh but they do nights all over the UK and it's like it's called Delft so everyone's like oh there's this sort of older men younger like men or non-binary people etc but mm-hmm. it's not it's actually just a fetish or a kink daddy twinkie whatever you want to be <laughs> usually like I did it in drag but I did it in a football strip in drag doing a scally look oh, cool. everyone just thought it was wild and I was pure like <laughs> it's quite ill so it's funny because everyone was pure having a good time if you know what I'm saying and I was uh-huh. all like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, me in the mood. Because <laughs> I wasn't very, but the music, the vibe, the atmosphere. So that's literally bringing us to my next thing is that nights like that, when I heard your track, I thought that would have been a banger that I'd have fucking played it that night. They'd have loved Yeah, it. I know. So in- I know. I. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, what were you going to say? Yeah, I know. And it's a shame that, because I would like to do like, I don't know, I would like to do like some gigs and stuff. Especially like, well, not in Aberdeen, but um, especially after the pandemic, I'll definitely be doing that. If anyone would want to come and see me, I'll definitely be doing that. And more mu- more music, music videos. I'm just going to do it all. That's absolutely you know what I mean? Yeah, you're so right. There's, there's I mean, I've, I've, came this, like, I've came this far from like, I'm still, I'm still working in my supermarket, but I feel like I don't want it just to end now. I'm just going to continue to pursue what I want to do. And if people like it, then that's good. But I'm going to put it out there anyway. And I had said this before we started this interview, obviously, to you, that I didn't want you to mm-hmm. think I was boxing you as, let's get them on because they've done Slag Wars. For me, it was... No. Oh, yeah, but obviously a lot of people listening will be like, oh, Slag Wars, yes. But for me, there was a thing for getting you involved and asking you was hearing your song that you'd shared. And I yeah, went, you did say that. <laughs> oh, my God. And I shared it being like, I want to be in a dirty rave right now, half naked. Like, <laughs> God. Yeah, the beat's sick. The beat is sick, and I was spewing everywhere. <laughs> and yeah, the beat's actually different because once I did it for the show, um, they uh, when I did it for Slag Wars, and um, they had to copyrighted the beat for for obviously performing on t- TV. So um, the producer from Daddy Couture actually said, "We want you to release it anyway." And um, so he got somebody to go produce it. I don't even know who it was. I want to know who it is. I want to do more music with them. <laughs> so is that, so with that song, is that how that came about then? So let me just double check. In fact, can you tell people what the song is called and I listen to on Spotify? Yeah. Yeah, it's called All Up On Your Lips and it's under my artist name, Cunt Kevin, and it's Cunt with a K. Yeah. <laughs> and it, what was it? All Up On Your Lips, like, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. To turn the shit up because it's Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> it was filth, darling. Like, in the best way, it was filth. I was yeah. God. like one I was like I miss having sex two I miss being at a club three you've got actually a lovely voice for music in general like I can I can imagine you've actually got a good singing voice as well as that so you know oh, I don't think so I'm not I'm not singing for you oh no you're not gonna sing for me no <laughs> no I can't sing I just I mean I just used to make music on uh, um on my phone with my earphones and have earpods then and I used to uh, these songs used to come to my head 
and I would just find a free beat and I'd put them on my SoundCloud. And then like, this is probably the first, like all of my lips is the first time I've done it like professionally. I went to the studio to record that, but um, now I've got my MacBook and my mic at home. So I'm working on my next single just now. Happen with that then, if you don't mind sharing. So, you know, how did you end up, did you do that before Slag Wars then? And then you ended up releasing it after Slag Wars, yeah? Yeah, so um, I recorded it just like I would record like I, my old old songs on my SoundCloud. I just did it, um, I had the beat and then I wrote, like, I, some of it came to my head already. Then when I find the beat, I like work around the lyrics and stuff like that and find something else that rhymes. And then I'll think of it. Um, and it's mostly dirty lyrics, to be honest. And then, um, yeah, I recorded it, so I knew the words, um, obviously. And then I was I thought I was going to perform it, but obviously I didn't. And then afterwards, I was like, there were the producers like, well, won't you release it anyway? I was like, oh, me too. So then they got behind it and then found a producer to produce the beat. That's absolutely incredible. I'm so glad for you because, like, you know, in terms of your music, like, I can... I know I'm flirting and joking with you because I'm a drag queen, but I genuinely, actually, I'm like, there is potential because... For me in the underground scene as a DJ, I've been DJing now, God, 2013 was when I started, right? And I started yeah. like a wee shoddy bar, playing cheese music every Saturday night, getting people like to dance to Wakefield Saturday night, right? Yeah, I love that song. Oh, I love it too. But <laughs> in 2015, getting really into house music and disco house and... Oh yeah, I love house music and EDM and everything. Yes. Started <laughs> 16, going to raves and all just happened. And... I was like, you know what, I want to play stuff like this, but my thing is what they call Handbag House, which is like diva, Whitney Houston type singers, but doing house tracks that you can sing along to and dance and feel the rhythm. And I'm like, oh, this is what I am here for. And I, during the pandemic, I've been singing loads with a singing teacher to kind of, when I go back, I want a DJ and do live PA and sing as well. And I can see you like coming to a club night, I would do or someone else would do, doing your song, dropping it. If that was... (laughs) Akin, all the fucking daddies and the twinks. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it. I'll come and do it for you. And then you'll be sitting there like, which one can I choose? <laughs> <laughs> That's a deal. After the pandemic. Yeah, well, this I'm is... coming to perform my songs. You're so right, because I joke about this, Kevin. I'm like, oh, you know, when we can go raving in 2028. <laughs> oh, my God, I know. I know it's too much now, isn't it? Ugh. Yeah. Can't be asked. But you are so fun and lovely and excitable, which is so nice because right now things are so fucking difficult. So it's great to have a guest. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. (laughs) It's just so lovely to have a guest like this on. So in terms of like musicians, right, I've got a question that Mm -hmm. I'll write in this for like the questions I'm giving you. And Mm -hmm. I sent you that message being like this song is iconic and it reminded me of Fierce by Azalea Banks. So in terms of musicians, what kind of musicians are you inspired by? You know, who and what kind of styles? Mm -hmm. Well... I mean, I think that, I mean, I think my music would, well, when I when I was growing up, I used to listen to Lil' Kim, Missy Elliott, Trina. I used to listen to all the female rappers, ever since I was, like, and Kaya as well. And um, obviously I love, like, Lady Gaga and everything, but I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say my music is anything to do in that kind of par, obviously. It's probably, like, it's just, like, yeah, and, like, RuPaul, I, I watch a lot of RuPaul, so it's probably, like, based kind of off that as well, I'd say. No, I wouldn't say I'm basing my music off of people, but when you hear it, it kind of is that same vibe, isn't it? Your vibe, I got from it, right, is what I imagine, right? It's a bit like Todrick Cole, Azealia Banks. Yeah, I love him. Azealia yeah. and chucking some Lil' Kim. And I saw that. I mean, that is- Yeah, where you go then? Well, you've got it, right? Because I, 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 I love Azealia Banks as well, as much as she's a bit crazy, but I do enjoy her music and she's a great artist. Yeah, I love one of my favorite songs by her, right? That no one actually knows that well, right? I used to DJ at the street and I'd play like a disco tech house type vibe and I would chuck on Anna Winter and everyone would fucking. Oh, I love that song. But not. That's amazing. But not a lot of people in the community know it because you're on CC's. I don't know. Well, I DJ in CC's a lot, right? And I could play Anna Winter Mm -hmm. at 11 o'clock when I arrived, but at one o'clock, everyone would be like, I don't know the words to this because it's not mainstream, it's not share. I know. know. Yeah, and yeah, I see what you mean. Your crew came to rock with me, hi, buddy. And it, I, yeah, she's sick. <laughs> yeah. I love that song. <laughs> if I had to pick, like, three house songs that I would play for the rest of my life, Anna Winter would be one of the top three. Like, it's... Yeah, like, it's it, nuts. It's just the singing, and then that intense, like, rap. I'm like, fucking hell, that hits you. It's um, a shame that she, that she kind of... Not to say she ruined it for herself, but she could have been so much bigger than what she was, than what she is. 
Cliché is amazing. Yeah. And it's funny because for me, right, Azoya Banks, I associate that with being 17 because you and I used to drink underage at 17, right? At house parties. She went to. Yes! Yeah. yeah. And I heard, I first heard that song in Skins. Kevin. Season five or six, I think. Ian, you, baby. Like, I used to. <laughs> as well that's how I know it yeah I love skins <laughs> skins was my life as a teenager like so I, good and yet the um, 212 it would be because it's funny I was obviously at school never like I would be a DJ when I'm older no like yeah like, what am I gonna do in my life <laughs> like and well yeah I didn't think I was gonna do like slag wars and um, song either singing either rapping exactly right so when obviously and we would play 212. I would make playlists for the house parties. They were like, Georgie's got great music. They should, like, you know, put playlists together, blah, blah. And I'd be like, yes, of course. And 212 was one of those anthems. And I remember I DJed before the pandemic. I DJed my mm-hmm. friends 20. I think they had a joint 23rd and 21st, the two girls, right? Mm-hmm. In this, like, bar. And they were all like, Jordan, because my name's Jordan. I dragged them like, Jordan. I was like, yeah, they were like, you know what to do. And I went, 212. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, it was the shit. It still is an amazing anthem. I'm sorry, it doesn't get old. I caught that's the kind of track at CC's at one o'clock. I could play and everyone would go, Oh my god, yes, that's throwback. And I'm like, Whereas Animal <laughs> Winter is actually, I'm not being a bit of a wank when I say this, right? But in terms of music, Anna Winter is actually a really good house track. When you listen to it, you're like, Oh, that's actually been produced yeah. pretty well. So, um, so it's Treasure Island, I think. Oh, yeah, that in 1991. Yeah. Like, Lacrosse, great. Honestly, I could just... I, I love Azalea. I don't care if she's problematic. She's so do I. Um, so, you know, one of the things I will say to you um, is, I don't know, but see your song as well. You say, like, Lil' Kim, how many licks? What a tune. Oh, yeah. How many licks does it take to you get to this and that? Oh. Yeah. I used to listen to that song nonstop. And, like, when the... Um, you know, when the bit, when it's, like, the moaning part? Yeah. <laughs> I used to have to blast him. I was like, turn that down. <laughs> and this is when I was like, I don't even know, before I was a teenager. Like 10? <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. That's, that's, so have you have you got any more tunes now in the making? Are you thinking about making more music? Yeah, so I've already I've already finished writing my second single and I'm recording I'm in the in the mo in the moment, in the minute of recording it just now. So um but I didn't realise how like hard it was when I had garage ba- garage band. Garage band and stuff. I'm like, God, this is actually more confusing than I thought. But I'm like learning as I go. So I'm hoping to have it out probably, probably in March. Oh. And it's the beat's nuts. Like I actually, I found that I found, I wrote that song quite a while ago, and I found the beat. So I've purchased the rights to it, and it's wow. crazy. Right. It's nuts. Give us some details. What's the song about? <laughs> about Rimmen. <laughs> <laughs> you me choke on my spit there. Um, no, it's it's called Took Too Much, and it's about well, all my party days basically. Mm. I still got party in me, but this is when I was like younger and like when I was just absolute nuts. Mm. And yeah, it's just all about. It's a party anthem. It's a club banger. It's probably it's more EDM than it is all up in your lips. All up in your lips, quite housey technically. But I think this beat's pretty. It's like house EDM, I'd say. I can. That's get- the route I'm going for for these two. I can get behind that and in front of it. Dude. Find it again. <laughs> I'll send you a clip after this. You'll need to let me hear it. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, if you want me to share it on the podcast as a preview at the end, we can do that. That would be lovely. Like, oh, cool, yeah. But then I wouldn't know because I, I think that what I've done so far is like a rough cut, so okay. I don't know. Well, I can listen. But I'll see. Yeah. You can listen, yeah. I'll let you listen. I can, like, play it in the background when I have sex in 2028 and send you video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do that. I'll have three albums by then. Oh, <laughs> albums, well, I'll have a lot to get through in 2028, if it's been this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, oh, you're so um, magnetic and lovely right now because things are so rough, you know. What sort of things mm-hmm. have you been doing to cope, obviously? I know that's a weird question to be asking people, but we have every guest talk about ways they've coped. You know, I know that you're working part full-time right now, so has that been getting you through the, past, yeah. the last 10 months? Yeah, so I still work full-time. I work five days a week in a supermarket. So, yeah, I'm really busy. Um, on my days off, I literally just eat and do nothing and sleep. But um, just now, obviously, that's it. That's a lie. I don't just do that. I'm sorry. I'm doing my OnlyFans as well. But I usually try um, 
So like for my latex stuff, I did that for about three hours and then I uploaded it over like a week and a half. So it gives me some time. Do you know what I mean? And then obviously working on my music now. So yeah, I'm busy. I'm loving it. I'm not complaining. And is that helping you cope, I take it? Yeah, I would say like, before, like I didn't really, like I was like, oh, whatever, this won't last long. But now it's like almost a year. I'm like, come on to fuck now. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit depressing, but... Yeah, I would say it's helped me cope. Yeah, that's so great. And the thing is, I will say, like, you know, what you've just said about, like, the OnlyFans situation. I know a lot of my friends, I've got a lot of friends that do OnlyFans, sex workers, etc. Mm-hmm. They've been doing that. You know, they film for, like, 10 days one day, but then they distribute it, like, every week. And it makes yeah. it great. And that's, to be honest, that's a clever move, in my opinion, with that sort of stuff. It definitely is. And you can obviously schedule the posts as well. So I don't have to do, I can schedule, like, posts for, like, a week, and then that's that part done. Really? So yeah, but it's a lot of fun. So what advice would you give? Obviously, I've got a lot of students that listen to this. Um, they'll all be above the age of 18. And even if they're not, then get off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> but um, in terms of like young, young people, even young people that are 19, 20, not students, that want to pursue reality television and sort of um, music right now, despite the pandemic, you know, have you got any advice for them in terms of like, just the pandemic affecting that. Uh, well, as in, like, if you should pursue it or not during the pandemic. Like, if they want oh. to do it, what would you say to them? Oh, 100% do it. If you feel like something, if you feel, if you feel in your gut or you feel like I should be doing this, then you have to go and do it. Because, like, I think that Slagwares kind of gave me, a, gave me a kick up the butt because, like, yeah, I would just be doing songs on SoundCloud and stuff and, like, oh, that's fun. But now I actually want to do it properly. Like, I'm wanting to do an EP, I'm wanting to do music videos. So, do you know what I mean? I think that if you feel like, you need, if you feel like you're wanting to do something, you've got to do it, because we'll only we'll live once. And look, the pandemic's even just showed us anything can happen, so you've got to go and do it. Oh, okay, then that was so nice. <laughs> it's so wholesome. It's quite, yeah, it's me, just wholesome. I think that's the thing I like about this, I will say, right? And it's not in a negative context, it's a good thing I'm saying this, that... You know, obviously, there's such a stigma around people that are in sex work and people that do these sort of things. Like, I did those yeah. photo shoots, and I straight away was like, oh, God, but I have, like, teenagers that follow me in drag, and if they think I'm a weirdo, and I went, well, no, like, it's art, and it's like... Yeah, exactly. And it's the same with this, that I'm like, you're so wholesome because you are a fucking human, as well as all this Yeah, shit. Mandy... Definitely. Mandy mentioned this in the second episode she did with me, right? Ages ago, this was back in September, she did this. And she had said to me, you know, I'm not, like, everyone seems to think when I'm, like, say, a sex worker that I'm, like, that 24-7. It's like, gal, I have a life. I've got to go buy my shopping. I've got to, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have time. Exactly. And there, there is still... There is always... I think that's going to be there for a while of that. But I think it's getting better. Obviously, I wasn't a sex worker. I'm just new to all this. I'm just new to... And it's the thing when it comes to, like, you know, like Instagram and, like, Twitter, like, just censoring you and just basically trying to get you off the, the thing. Why? What? Because you've seen a little bit of a bum. There's people doing much worse on TikTok and everything. Do you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. And it's really getting on my nerves now. Because I never had... Obviously, I didn't have any, like... I had... I had like maybe like 4,000 followers or something before Slag Wars. But obviously, once it goes up, you get put on like people are what? Like, do you know what I mean? You're getting like people looking on your page. So like the algorithm kind of checks you. And like anything I used to do would just be flagged straight away. And even if it wasn't nudity at all, I was like, what are you doing? But um, I've came through that side. But yeah, I think that stigma is always going to be there. But I think that it's definitely getting better. And especially like what Kane said on Slag Wars, he's a really good representation of sex work. Yeah, and it's so interesting because with drag as well, I know that it's not the same as sex work, but sometimes... No, but... Sometimes I... There's always going to be... Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. No, no, no. Sometimes on Twitter, I've like... Or Facebook, I've written really anti-Tory things because I'm really political in and out of drag. And I get like, mm-hmm. that wasn't... Uh, that was offensive. You can't be on like Twitter for two days. And I'm like, are you off your head? Like, because... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And I would say like, you know, like maybe like 10 years ago... There was, I didn't feel like there was any of that, even like minus sex work, anything. Yep. Like there's a lot of things you can't, you've got to maybe sugarcoat it. Yep. You're so right. I'm, <laughs> everything you're saying, I'm agreeing with you, hon. Like you're so right. <laughs> ask my guests, because Afternoon Delight, we're at two seasons now. I can't quite believe this, Kevin. Like a little bit of info for you is, I started this in September. 
as a way for artists of any kind and any experience and field to come on and kind of network and talk about their work and talk about how the pandemic mm-hmm. affected it. And fuck me, Kevin, I've had messages constantly. Have you got a slot? I want to come talk. And I'm like... Oh, that's good, though. Ah, you know, I'm like, oh my God, really? Okay. And, You're booked and busy. Well, it's, uh, the thing is, I joke, I used to go to therapy with a therapist during the pandemic, right? And I had joked mm-hmm. with her saying like, oh, I feel like I'm kind of a therapist running a therapy session. And she was like, I can yeah. see you. And I was like, here, I can see it too. <laughs> You're an agony aunt now. Well... I can't walk, Kevin, but in a few weeks or months, you'll see me doing an Agony Ant sketch somewhere and you'll probably fucking die because it's ridiculous. Oh, perfect. But it's I'll so- be tuning in. Uh, um, oh, it's so lovely having you on for this um, Afternoon Delight episode. We, in season two, as opposed to season one, asked people, what are they, um, what did 2020 teach them? So that could be anything. And what are they grateful for mm-hmm. in 2021? So it'd be great to hear your thoughts on that. Um, so what did 2020 teach me? Um that anything can happen. I mean, I didn't, ex- I, when COVID came, I was like, oh, that's not going to happen here. And it did. And, and getting asked to go do a reality TV show. And I've like grown up watching reality TV show. I mean, it started with a simple life and it's just, it's just like, I've just loved reality TV forever. So um, being asked to go and do a reality show is probably like, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I've, even like Big Brother and stuff, I always wanted to go and do Big Brother or something. So, that I had to go ask to do that. And I got my, I cleared my debt and I passed my driving test. I got a car. So I didn't expect any of that to happen. And it did. And, um, hey, what did you ask me again? Sorry. Great. See, I always, I, I, That's okay. I'm, it's not it. in 2021. What am I grateful for? But we're only in January. What do you mean? Or hoping for? Well, no, like grateful. Like, you know, right now, this week, what makes you happy? What are you grateful for? Oh God, I'm so slow sometimes. It's been oh. a busy day. Fine. Um, I'm grateful that I'm I'm healthy. I'm grateful that my family's healthy. I'm grateful that um, I still have a job in the pandemic. You know, I complain about my job, but I'm still working full time. A lot of people have lost their job, and I'm grateful that I've just came across myself and everything. So yeah. Oh, Kevin, you're actually amazing. <laughs> you're so cute, right? <laughs> that was so lovely. Thank you, honey. I'm gonna ask right before we kind of we've got two more questions, and then I'll let you go in. Yeah. Do your thing. Um, what I might have a burger after this. <laughs> oh, I'm here for that. <laughs> so, for me, like you said, you love the simple life. Are you really into the real housewife, simple life, and all that sort of yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. The simple life is my, I mean, Paris Hilton's my first like, idol ever. Right. I was just in love with her ever since I was like eight or 10. And she like made me fall in love with like celebrities and everything. And ever since then, I've been in love with like pop culture, celebrities, Lindsay Lohan, all that. Do you know what I mean? And the Real Housewives, I love. I watch them all. So do I love the Real Housewives. <laughs> that's my favorite. Like me too, but I think it's gone downhill a bit. Hopefully, it gets better because Kathy Hilton's coming on it. Uh, I've only watched. So the, I hope so. I've only watched the first three seasons because it's all going to form on Prime because I couldn't get. Oh, it. that's when it was good. So yeah, you're watching the good ones. I you need to get Hey You. Oh, maybe I do actually. That's what's got. It's only three fifty a month or something. You get them all. Cause I've seen them all. Light me up after this, babe. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am basically, although I'm dressed like you know a chav right now, I am basically Lisa Vanderpump looking for my Ken. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> you get um, the little dog as well. Jiggy, is that what it's called? I can't remember now. Babe, I've got my two cats and I'm getting them leads this week, like to take them outside. <laughs> oh, I love cats. I've got a cat too. Oh, amazing. So it's so funny you say that about Paris Hilton because Paris Hilton's an Aquarius like me. And I think it was actually her birthday today or yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Go. I think it was the 17th, actually, 17th. There you go. <laughs> it's very fitting, isn't it? Because she's like me. <laughs> exactly. Jordy Hilton. Jordy Hilton. I'll change my name. Why not? <laughs> Kevin, I had to ask you three songs as a musician, because you're now a musician, right? I had to ask you three top songs that you listen to on Spotify right now or that you love. What would they be? Right now? Um, it could be in- oh, Poppy. Poppy, I disagree. Um, uh, Doja Cat, uh, Boss Bitch. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a bitch, I'm a boss. Boss. Yeah. Boss. Uh, I'm just thinking on top of my head. You pop it, this would be um, Doja Cat Boss Bitch. 
and um, Sad Boy 2005, Wrong Side of Mahalan Drive. Yeah. Okay, okay. I will say the um, the Doja Cat one. Like, I don't know, you probably have seen this, but you remember that Australian video where the girl was like doing her lips and stuff, but it was Australian with that. And if you want to see misogyny, you need to look in a mirror. And it was her being like, I've no, never seen that. Oh, it's ridiculous, but it was so funny. And I just remember that. So I discovered the song. And now, <laughs> I'm actually playing it in my DJ set tonight. So, like, yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, my music kind of changes because you're like, I love like Slipknot, I love Marilyn Manson, and then I love Britney Spears, obviously I love Gaga, and then the house EDM. It kind of just changes what I'm feeling. That's absolutely wild. Oh, <laughs> Kevin, it's been beautiful having you tonight. Um, obviously, Thank you for having me. We have, obviously, at the end of the episode, we have an, a quote that people bring. Are you comfortable sharing a quote at the end of the episode that rounds off the episode? Um... Let me think. Uh, a quote. I would just say, like, as I've said before, you can only, you can only be yourself. Um, don't worry what anyone else is going to be thinking about you. I've always tried to live like that. Obviously, it's hard in the moment if people are slagging you or saying this or saying that, but just remember that you're fab and be cunty. <laughs> it was such a pleasure to interview Kevin. I think that end quote... Be cunty, honestly, hilarious. And he's just so great. Was not surprised he was a Pisces when I was interviewing him. It was very easy to work that out. And, you know, working as well in a supermarket during the day full time right now is such a strenuous thing. You know, people in retail and in these really customer service-based jobs is such a horrible thing right now. I mean, normally I would say customer service just never get treated fairly, but... During this pandemic, I know for a fact that people have been very cunty and not the kind of cunty that we like at Afternoon Delight, where they've treated people like shit. And I think that I really would hope that when things return, there's going to be a rebirth and change in behaviour and people will start pe- treating people with respect. We can live in hope. I think hope was such a glimmer that I seen in Kevin, you know, talking about his future and I said to him you know after the episode that I would try and hook him up with some club nights that he could live perform at because his song all up on your lips absolutely incredible Kevin you're just amazing and you totally beat cancellator being a total slag in the best way and I'm so impressed getting to interview you and hear your story thank you so much for joining me next week we have got two drag kings Biff and Cooper talking about Oasisi, as well as Sanctuary Queer Arts that Annabelle is doing outside of drag with the community, a theatre company looking at queer theatre, which is really exciting. And I have a non-binary artist coming on at some point during the week discussing their work. And I've got Triple Bill next week. And I've got Chaotic Scott K, who is an absolute trooper during these really difficult times and shares her new relationship that she discovered during the pandemic. I know, imagine that, falling in love during a pandemic. That, to me, is iconic. So, yeah, I'm away for the evening, but um, have a lovely rest of the weekend. Have a great Sunday or Monday, whatever day it is you're listening to. Stay safe, and honestly, when I say it, go out and enjoy the outside. Go out and enjoy the spring if you're in Scotland or if you've got nice weather. And when you do that, remember to breathe. Afternoon delight. Real people and real stories, a local podcast and local.